At Sport Clips Haircuts, they hairdo like no one else hair does. That's because not only is it the home of the champion haircuts, but they also made relaxing and unwinding the name of the game. With the MVP haircut experience, your haircut gets turned up a notch. That's because the MVP is more than just a haircut. It's a spa day for your hair follicles. It's a seven pressure point massaging shampoo along with perfectly steamed hot towel all while sports plays on TV. You can want it all and have it all at Sport Clips. It's a game changer. You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey, I'm Big J Okerson. And I'm Dan Soder. And you're listening to the best of the bonfire. Stay tuned to hear some of our favorite moments from this week. You can listen to the bonfire live every Monday through Thursday from 6 to 8 p.m. on Comedy Central Radio, Sirius XM 95, or on demand on the Sirius XM app. Also, be sure to follow us on all social media at The Bonfire SXM. Hey, Cameras, it's Black Lou, and welcome to The Bonfire's Best of the Week. With the latest installment of the Rambo franchise, Rambo, Last Blood, on its way into theater soon, Jay and Dan brainstorm further plot lines for the tortured ex-Green Beret. That last Rambo was pretty rough. Loved it. No. Then I'll be at the new one. I'll Last the Blood? New one. The new one's called Last Blood. I get the play on words. Love it. Uh, I will, I'm sure, see. I saw the well, other we gotta one. we got to go see it theater. together. Yeah, I saw the other one in the theater. Uh, also. Me too. I'll see any Rambo movie. It's fucking Rambo. It's, dude, it's Rambo. But it's getting ridiculous. Old Rambo's getting a little ridiculous. Old Rambo better be the last. If they do one more after this, they better call it Old Rambo. How many things can happen in one guy's lifetime? He goes, at this point, I think I'm the problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Still to think. Maybe I should just Maybe, uh, go in the hide and not bother nobody. I started seeing a man. His name's Barry, and he's a therapist. And he's starting to think that maybe I'm the one that's drawing all the violence towards me. John Rambo was involved it, before we even got involved in his life. Yeah. He Vietnam. was he was in, in infantry green beret green beret the best in, trained by the best he could eat things that make a billy goat puke in I know because I trained him I talk dirty as Captain Murdoch the, <laughs> that's Troutman. fucking hilarious not Murdoch Troutman, uh, Troutman. I ca- talk dirty as, as Colonel Troutman <laughs> that's right suck my dick put it in your mouth use your hand spit on it you because could it, be the best because it feels good. Yeah, uh, Richard Crenna. So you're right. Rambo is a Green Beret. This is before we even get involved in his life. Yeah. He's already seen war. He explains to us that all of his friends are dead. That he's come home. Everybody. The ones that even made it back, whose brains weren't on his fucking shirt. Yep. You got my brains below the shirt. And he, one of them died of cancer. One of them uh, owned a car wash. Yeah. And then small town fury rains down, and he's forced to go into hiding and and. The mountains of blow, Oregon. Blow up a small town to take out a very small police station. Yeah. Um, he goes to jail for a little bit. Busting rocks. They let him out of jail because they need to use him as a patsy in a, in a gigantic conspiracy with Russia. Yeah. <laughs> Where they send him over to take on uh, Russians and then no, also no, Vietnamese. It's the Vietnamese. It's POWs that are being held in Vietnam. They send Rambo to Vietnam to get the POWs out of Vietnam. Oh, the Russian with problems. Russian support. Russia, with, with, with Russian support. Yeah, with Russian support. Well, third, the third is the real squaring off with the Russians because that's he helps the Af- yeah he helps the he Taliban. Helps the Taliban, <laughs> which does not age well. <laughs> that's so funny. He's like, at hey, one day maybe you're gonna take down these towers of oppression, and you're like, Rambo. 
I'm John Rambo, and I'm saying, vote Hitler for a second term. Yeah, it's 1935, and this Adolf Hitler guy is a good guy. He's good you about know, the trains. And no one wanted his paintings, and no one believed him. <laughs> he just does the crying speech for Hitler. And this guy, down in Italy, there's this guy, Mussolini. He ain't so bad. He can't even get a job bugging fucking guys. Yeah, yeah. Terrorizing people, but you're right. He goes small town. <laughs> Problem goes to jail. Yeah, ends getting ends up in that war, and then he comes back and to Vietnam. Back and the, yeah, oh, Vietnam. Then, he, then helps the Taliban. Then he helps the Taliban, and then decides to get involved in like a Burmese. No, major he's a problem. snake catcher. Isn't he trap? Isn't doesn't he a viper trapper? And then whatever he is, the missionaries saying, get killed. He moved to Burma. Yeah, which <laughs> he's going to take on the guerrillas in Burma. Which is fucking insane, and now he's coming home to fight an old Western war right here. Love it on the very land that he fought so hard to defend. Dude, fighter, no one fighters fight. How does he not have something? It would be annoying. It'd be funny if he's like, I, I did beat cancer. I am battled a little bit of COPD. He goes, uh, I got, I had a lot of head trauma. <laughs> yeah, there. No, is, no, uh, I'm, I'm actually pretty fucked up. Um, I'm this this Rambo is an emotional battle. <laughs> like, I don't know if it's just a deep, well well written court case. Ba- I brought the battle home to where Rambo here yeah, in my heart. <laughs> in my heart, that would have been better if Rambo: The Last Blood was just a psychological, like a Goodwill Hunting caliber of a movie where you cry. It's not your fault, John Rambo. <laughs> Shut up, hey. Yo, Sean, not you. Were you. Just a kid. Not you. You were just a kid trying to serve his country. Nah, and you not go, you, Sean. Not you, you dude. You nah, nah. what, you what do you want me to tell you? That these are surgery scars? He used to put out cigarettes. I killed a lot of people in Burma. <laughs> anyway, the Pythagorean theorem is... It's award season, and the Oscar race is heating up with Rambo The Last Blood, a courtroom drama about a man with riddled with PTSD who goes on a murder streak. How about you should just make a prequel to Rambo and make it before the war, just yeah. him being like a happy-go-lucky high school child. kid? Just him as a high school junior? <laughs> just you make know, a coming-of-age comedy? But with him, with him doing narration like the Wonder Years? <laughs> He's like, you know, I would have a lot worse battles, but my first battle was with puberty. And that's because, when I realized I'm wearing too tight of pants, and I'm in gym, and everybody's yeah. laughing at me. Uh, I don't know. I've always been comfortable climbing up on the roofs and crying. Don't <laughs> <laughs> say I got to go with my dad to the office this week. It's some yeah. sort of program. That's my sister, Janet. She's kind of neat. <laughs> Just showing all, the kid, showing all the kids walking in, you know? And that's my brother, Daryl. I looked up to him the most. He didn't <laughs> go to Vietnam. Daryl Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> they should have a movie that's current times about Rambo's brother. Yeah, he's a fucking lunatic. <laughs> Dad, are you not inviting Johnny to the fucking uh, Thanksgiving, are you? He always gets weird yeah. here. Daryl, Daryl, I'm your wife. You are the CEO of a Fortune 500 company. Your brother is riddled with PTSD. He's not allowed in the apartment building. What do you want me to say to him? What do you want you me to say? You can't see his nieces? Johnny, <laughs> I haven't seen Johnny since he went to Vietnam. <laughs> How bad could things be? Uh, actually, I'm already in the room. I'm painted like your wall. <laughs> <laughs> I've been here the whole time. Tara, I gotta assure you, 
I'm going to behave. I know Thanksgiving's a rough with me. Uh, yeah. I know, but I've been talking to Barry. But you go, and Barry, he's got me doing exercises where I vocalize what I'm feeling. And, and I'm right like, now, I'm feeling like I'm back in Vietnam, and you're putting bamboo shoots <laughs> into my fingernails. Dude, Rambo is a fucking situational comedy. Fucking <laughs> hilarious. Just snapping. Just with like sitcom problems, Rambo. John J. Rambo with sitcom problems. No, I'm the master of my own domain. So what happened is I told Judy we could go out Tuesday, but I also told Ruby we could go out Tuesday. And now they're both going to meet me at the restaurant. Because I don't know what to do. <laughs> they go multicam for Rambo. <laughs> He's a war vet that just can't get it together. Can we get scripts of uh, two and a half men and just make Rambo fucking Charlie Sheen? Yeah, like, you know, I bet it would work. I bet it would work surprisingly oh, well. Oh, absolutely. I bet if you got a two and a half men script and you read- I don't read, know. Let me check my little black book. Yeah, the reason I can't keep a relationship is because I've taken a lot of human life. <laughs> it's Black Blue again. On Tuesday's show, Dan Soder discussed what life was like growing up as a bar kid with his dad, Gary. Much to the shock of Big J. If my if my uh, if my daughter won a fight in a in an MMA ring, I wouldn't. I wouldn't react that way if my dad came back from the dead. <laughs> you go, Dad. I go like this, dude. Get the fuck away from me. I'm get real? the fuck away from me. <laughs> I go like this. I go, if I get you a rum and coke, will you be cool? <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, I just it's shit. five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> Wasting away. Like, Anyone seen my lost taker of salt? I like mine with lettuce and tomato. <laughs> Heinz 57, French fry potato. Dad, I got you a box of Marlboro Reds and a rum and coke. Good boy. Good boy. (coughs) Still got it. Call Cheryl. I I was just going to say that. Is that that loose girl Janet still down at the fireside lounge? Is fat. Tit Carol still working uh, uh, at the bowling alley. Your mother's a bitch. <laughs> <sighs> she still takes my money every month, Shit. so. I love you think that Gary paid child support. No, my mom had to garnish eventually. Me too. Dude, yeah. I love that both Trish and Terry both went the garnish route. Yeah, the garnish. Did your mom bring it to you first, or did she just garnish? Dude, my mom my mom said it like she fucking whipped one on him. She goes, by the way, I'm garnishing your father's wages, is what she said. My mom said it to me, and I was so uh, spun around and just yeah. groomed that uh, I was like, no, don't do that. I go, he told me he has a very high furniture bill for all these furniture. <laughs> yeah. And my mom's like, we, all of our furniture has rips in it. Yeah. And I'm like, I know, but he's got nice he's stuff. He's a good he really dude. Likes it. He's just cool. He's so much funnier than you. Dude, though, I mean, yeah, come on. He's fun, dude. My dad <laughs> would own my mom when I was little because he would, yeah. whenever I'd visit him. Do fun shit. Dude, we just, we, after we were at Dan's Liquors, when we'd put in like probably once a week at least, I would spend six weeks out there, once a week after our shift at Dan's Liquors. It wasn't your shift, Dan. I worked the shift. You I didn't work up. the shift. I worked the whole you shift. You go in the back and play with guys and hope uh, to no one see look at the porn. I'd play with my guys on the side of the counter, in the mm-hmm. front, 
Eating wow. Kit Kat, drinking Pepsis. You should be embarrassed. And then going and playing the arcade for five bucks, which is pretty badass. It's pretty good. Everything's, uh, everything, it's just a quarter then? Or they're 50 cents at that point? Quarter. Okay. Street Fighter 2 just came out. Solid. And Mortal Kombat just came out. It was a fucking great you're summer. You're a good kid. Um, you're a good kid. But then we, my dad would just take us to Toy World. Yeah. It was us. He would just take me <laughs> yeah. by myself. He take himself also. Dude, my dad would buy, he bought starting lineups one time and he was like, I was like, are those for you? And he's like, yeah. And I still got See, jealous. I was trying to hit on the girl with the cans over on aisle four. Always slinging it. Yeah. And when he lived in Denver still, we used to go to this bar called Caldonia's, which is- Why did you go there? Because my dad wanted to get hammered and it was my weekend with him. You were a child. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't supposed to be in there. They had a video game. They had Castlevania. Wait, and you I think that was Castlevania. for you? You think it that was. was for you? I mean, it was, there was another video game. Who else was playing? there other children waiting to play the game? Nah. No, there wasn't, Dan. There wasn't, was there? No, I got, you know why? Because it's not for children. I got to play it. Yeah, now that I think I feel like your dad it. may have brought in that Castlevania game to occupy you so he can get hammered with his friends. No. So he gets twisted up and then fucking, let's, hey, get out of here, you <laughs> swear to God. We would walk. First off, we'd walk. My dad's apartment complex. Of course, complex. you had DUIs. If, you, if, you're, if you're wondering, if you live in Denver, you know this is, my dad lived on the corner of Iliff and Parker. There's an apartment complex down there, and that's right where Caldonia's was in a gas station called the Barn Store. My dad and I would walk across the street. Dude, let me put Jimmy over this. We walk across the street to the barn store, which is like a gas station. He'd give me some candy for when we went home. And then we'd go to Caldonia's, and I would I get to eat the candy playing video games. And my dad would just get hammered. Damn. Dude, this, you're oh, love this. Uh, by the way, is there also bikini girls there, Dan? Uh, Your father's not a good guy to you, huh? My dad and I were walking through the parking lot. This is a real... I was maybe six years old. We're walking through the parking lot. And, the sign uh, is a pig smoking a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> and it says, we have smoke and breath. Somebody went up and put in the words, we R. have smoke R. and breath. R.I.P. Caldonia is gone but not forgotten. I used to, uh, we were, so we're walking through the parking lot and the car, I run in front of my dad and a car stops, you know, and like honks and I'm in the front. My dad's like, hey, like gets in front of me, puts his hand up, you know, then we like walk in. I go and play video games and I come back and my dad was drinking a beer with the dude that almost hit me. That's fucking hilarious. I and one of the girls God. from the bikini contest sitting on his lap. No, there wasn't. There Would you like this no, to be your new mom, Danny? There I'm just the, fucking around. Well, you need another dollar for the game? Here you go. That was really it though. <laughs> that last part was pretty awful. <laughs> We need another dollar for the game? There you go. There you go, bud. I bothered Trish and Gary at a lot of bars. I'm going to get... So, that's fucking bizarre. They used to just bring you to a bunch of bars. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's, you know... You were abused. <laughs> Wasn't abused. Dan. What? You're not supposed to be in a bar as a child. I'm sorry that I have an adult-like personality. <laughs> Because I grew up in Is that what it was? <laughs> fucking cut the damping little kid. He's like, sing us the song. You're yeah. the piano I man. Go, I go, George, you're over there. You haven't fucked her in five years. Yeah. Guys, I'm going to play Castlevania. Can I get another Shirley Temple? <laughs> God damn it, step on it. Gary, do a shot. We got to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Saturday night main event's coming on. We gotta go home. I wanna watch Hogan vs. Slaughter. Would he take you there to get day drunk or night yeah, drunk? Yeah, both. <laughs> both. <laughs> Dude, my dad checked out at 48 of cirrhosis. Yeah. Motherfucker put in work. I mean, it got... It got he also uh, looked 60. Yeah, my dad looked 60 when he was 30. Really? Yeah, my dad always had a fucking... He had a... Garfunkel. Uh, yeah, he had like curly hair and a mustache. <laughs> yeah, he had a fucking good Brimley. When he nice was like, Wilford Brimley. When he was 24, he looked 50. Really? Yeah. Just rough the whole time. No, it wasn't rough. He wasn't like a bad looking dude. He was just No, I'm not like, saying that. I'm just saying, but yeah, but if you looked that age. He looked like David Crosby. Yeah. Yeah. He did. He looked like Crosby. David Crosby. Yeah, dude. My dad, uh, I didn't realize. Taking you to the bar is crazy. 
My mom didn't take me to bars a lot. She's done it only a couple times. So, you know. The law got involved? No, no, no. Gary was like exclusively. He would take me to shifts when he was a bartender at a bowling alley. Well, here's the thing. But I go bowl. Bowl. Play. Yeah. There's things to do there. There's, there's an arcade usually. Yeah, there was an arcade. And there's, uh, you could eat Otis Spunkmeyer cookies. Love Otis Spunkmeyer cookies. Who doesn't, dude? God damn, Who I love the fuck Otis. doesn't? My mom's house was like, my mom, that was on very rare occasion. I'm saying like, I had a normal life with my mom. Any but when occasion's I was, pretty weird. But when I was with my dad, it was straight up lawlessness a lot of the time. Just a mm-hmm. lot of the t- like I have the joke on stage. My mom was a kid. She never took me to a bar. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> but I have that joke on stage about saying I'm twenty percent white trash because it really is like that's the specific amount that I've deduced it to. Where I was yeah. like, yeah, that was some trashy ass shit. But I, I grew up in the suburbs. I grew up like middle class with my mom. But then when I'd go to Lake County with my dad, it was fucking crazy. Yeah, it was just crazy. It was just a different life. Did it always smell like wood? It's beautiful up there. It's beautiful up there. It's just the people are, it's like being in a town of people of like mean looking dogs not on a leash. That's how I react. I was like, I can't let them smell you. <laughs> There's a lot of nice people in Lake County, but I'm saying like the people my dad was taking me around, because at this point he just deteriorated. I'm talking about Caledonia's. That's right after my parents got divorced. So my dad's not truly in the gutter yet. Right. When he moved to Lake County is when he went into the gutter. When, I'm talking backwoods, trailer parks. Like Caledonia shit. is a pretty bad place to bring a kid. Calde- I swear to God, probably just because I'm conditioned, but talking about Lake County versus the places I went in Lake County versus Caledonia's, Caledonia's is like awesome. Like going to Hooters. Maybe. Yeah, it's like the best memories. Of me thinking about being at Caledonia's playing Castle. Like, like fucking the double deuce. <laughs> fucking. No, I, it was always Lakeside. It was always the the bowling alley in Lakeport that uh, we would. That was a rough scene over there, though. That was not that bad. I saw some rough motherfuckers in that bar, though. I saw people where I was like, "Yo, that dude's life is." I was like ten. I was gonna say they all look like that when you're ten, dude. You when you're ten, it's... late night bar people. But also, my dad was funny. I'm gonna. I'm gonna... Fucking Robin Williams, you. I'm going to Goodwill Hunting you in this. Because yeah. you're not realizing it, and everyone else in the room is not saying it. What? That's insane that you were hanging out in bars at 10 years old that much. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot. It's bananas. Yeah. I had some of my best memories of oh, my Christ. dad growing well, up are hanging out in the garage. Yeah. Are hanging out in the garage because we would hang out in the garage, we would listen to music, we would like shoot BB guns That's and just awesome. now, Dan, chill out. Yeah. He was pretty much blackout drunk the whole time. Dan, do you so, see how stupid that sounds? That sounds pretty great. But it was great. Like, I that loved it. I, I loved my childhood. BB guns sound awesome. Hey, it's Black Blue, and on Wednesday's show, executive producer Christine Evans talked about the time she felt most violated during sex. Later that show, Jay and Dan discussed Keanu Reeves' no-touching during photos policy and their own method for taking pictures with fans. I say, like, I'm going to come. Oh, yeah, I announced, too, yeah. I announced, but then... I announced. I think announcing is nice. Announcing is a nice touch. You're like, I'm gonna come. I, I heard, go- I heard there's dudes that don't shitty. announce. I can't believe yeah. that. I had a guy. I had a guy specifically. I'm very much like come anywhere, not in me. Yeah, anywhere but in me. She said everybody she meets. I mean, what a what a sentence to say after stubbing out a cigarette. <laughs> Don't come in me, all right? But, you know, it's a way to keep it, you know, try to keep it sexy and, like, don't come in me. Yeah. And I had a guy not announced come inside me, and it was, I never felt more violated yeah. by anything sexually than a guy coming inside me when I told him not to. Because I'm like, you're making a decision for us now. Yeah. Like, you now have to go get a plan B. Now I have to take care of this. And it's something. You couldn't tell when he was nothing? 
Oh, I could tell it was like he, it was like I couldn't, it was too late once it was happening and then it was done and the laugh off of it was uh, mortifying. Uh, I, I, I just Jay realized. Me, Jay helped me realize a lot of these guys weren't my friends. I don't know if you hear, I don't know if you hear Christine, but Kate in DC is rubbing up against a desk right now. You said the thing, Christine, about the guy coming uh, inside you not saying anything. I'm always shocked when a girl tells a story of having a guy come in her mouth without giving any warning. That is sincere chutzpah. That's crazy. If you fucking think you're going to come in a woman's mouth and not get fucking spitting dinosaurs. Well, no, some will be fine with that, I guess, but I'd assume it's like person to person. I think it's way shittier to come inside a girl. Of course it's Who's arguing arguing which one's worse? I'm saying... How would you even do that? I'm saying it's interesting to like come in a girl's... It's like you know... if the reaction's like big on that, it's such like a <laughs> yeah. Also, like if you get something like that unannounced, it's like the reaction's probably going to be negative. Whereas if you know it's coming and can prepare for yeah. it, it's probably a lot more positive. I mean, the the I, the surprise of a penis coming in your mouth has to be one of the worst. Like, it's a distinct taste. Yeah. Have you ever like has ever gone down the wrong pipe? I'm just asking the ladies in the audience. Shoots at your nose. I'm sorry, something's weird. I knew a girl where it came out her nose. It was like a thing. Oh. And she, when she, we were laughing, she something went down the wrong pipe, came out her nose, and it was just a story that got told over and over. And she just went, "There was just so much." I can't. I uh, my ex girlfriend, um, it went down the wrong pipe, which it goes from you shot it down the wrong pipe. No, you go from being like so erotic to are you okay you go from like oh fuck that feels so good are you what's up and you're like (laughs) 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 keanu reeves all pictures pictures of him with women yeah his hands are i gotta say if it's a girl i don't know if i'm taking pictures after a show for the most part yeah my hand uh on the woman is holding something not touching them whether it be like a, a water bottle or a cigarette or something yeah. or i tend to make fists with my hands and kind of put like the you know just like the outside of the fingers like i only shoulder I, huh? only sh- I only shoulder oh it's really trying to get close to the tit i get it yeah but you're a creep that's what i'm trying to say i don't do that <laughs> i'm a person who goes in even you're touching their back like or you're this. touching their fist to their back uh it's weird. at the top so i just kind of keep a fist and don't touch it's weird huh it's weird no, yeah, it's probably weird. I know you go in for the thing where you push your hand on the back of their head and try to push down to your dick. But no, what I do is like I actually reach. I, I reach around and grab their throat from under their jaw. <laughs> yeah, Keanu Reeves is officially a national treasure. Not only is he having a moment. This is what I don't like. This is a, this is immediately. I'm just going to tell you something. That, yeah, I hate this. Is he being gri- celebrated for doing that? Yes, I immediately have a gripe with this because uh, understandable that he doesn't want to touch women. That's fine. But then when you over highlight it like this, and then immediately in a cosmopolitan, it's like why men aren't touching women anymore, and you're like you can't. Because somewhere there's going to be an opposite article. But it's like, thing, but it says he's not taking the whole thing. Goes the tweet about it goes. Oh man, Keanu Reeves ain't taking any chances, and it's like they're celebrating us. Good, because I actually believe a bulk, uh, the bulk of women in the world, or at least in this country for sure, if you're taking a picture and you put your arm around their arm or shoulder, you know, in like a chummy way, 
I don't think they give a fuck that your hand is like on them or touch for the most part. I don't just and I don't I just don't because weird like I feel like I'm a big presence like very well, larchy. I feel like I'm grabbing on the people and stuff. Good good news everybody. Keanu Reeves just made it real weird. So if you plan on taking pictures with me in Chicago this weekend, prepare for the force field. Yeah, Dan, <laughs> I'm gonna block. I'm gonna block, and you're gonna try to touch me, and then make sure to... your hands are seen though, like Keanu Reeves, or else yeah. we're gonna think they're inside of them. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, that's what I'm gonna make it look like that I'm holding, yeah. that I'm puppeting. Them. Hi, everyone. It's DJ Lou here. On this week's Lost Tapes, Dan and Jay review At the Heart of Gold, an HBO documentary about convicted kid toucher Larry Nasser. We're talking about the documentary At the Heart of Gold, Inside the USA Gymnastics Scandal. It's an HBO documentary. It's about uh, the sexual abuse the athletes faced at the hands of Dr. Larry Nasser. Real Perfect piece name. of shit. Perfect face for how big of a piece of shit he is. Yeah. Is, that, is everybody okay? Hi. Uh, Would anyone like a vagina check? He really does have... He has the, the meek, fucking clammy hands. Jacob, I mean, you have to just hate this guy, right? Yeah. For stealing your idea? You said that. You go, you go, I had this idea in 1984. I should have implemented it. I said I was going to finger Mary Lou Retton at said, all costs. I always wanted to wear I wanted to wear Nadia Comaneci like a bowling ball. But she can do it. Yeah. Perfect 10. You felt your finger inside that tight snatch? What a 10. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm just resetting your ankle. Oh, dude. Through all right, your well, puss. Puss. Well, let's get. Through your puss. Puss. Let's get. Let's get. Let's get. <laughs> through your uh, puss. What I texted you initially is there's so many patterns with him in the, the other documentary because he, he wins the trust over the parents. He molested the kids like in, in, the, in, front, in front of the parents. With abducted in plain sight, right? Abducted in plain sight. Yeah, yeah, a lot was, of similarities to that. And yeah. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson, yes. B, and Larry Nasser have a lot of similar. They have a lot of similar things. We're One. Great leadership qualities. I mean, unbelievable, med- <laughs> mod- unbelievable med- medicine backgrounds. All yeah. three. You don't know this about B. He was a traveling dentist. <laughs> that was a traveling doctor. <laughs> he was a traveling doctor. He yeah, sure. Lives. Did he abduct that girl? Yeah, but he was also did Doctors Without Borders. So, so you so tell what? me. He so went what? and helped out. In Does Yemen. one cancel out the other? I say hundred percent. He pulled kids out of rubble. What did you do? <laughs> What, what have you, you done, do, you monster? <laughs> what have you done lately? The thing that fucked me up about it at the Heart of Gold was at the very end where they were like. If your child tells you that an adult makes them uncomfortable, ask more questions than, oh, it's all right, he's just Larry. Because the whole documentary, they said that these these athletes and you their really families- really prepare for, this sh- for the stupid people, though, right? That is a funny thing. Oh, yeah. If your kid says someone touched you uncomfortably, don't go, ah, come on. That's Mo- just Steve. Dude, but that's most of the parents in this documentary. <laughs> Out of the gates, the one mm-hmm. that seemed the most upset at the trial. Yeah. The one that really looked, because she really <coughs> believed in him the most. Yeah. She, look at you using the cough button. I've never seen that. I've done it multiple times. Do it when I chew. Never done it in my life. I live it right on the microphone. I know you do. Doing. Dude, you're straight. I'm angry. You're, you're, street, <laughs> you're street to Mike. <laughs> street to Mike, buddy. Yeah. Um, no, but this guy, though, uh, the, he gets one to believe in what he's doing. Well, I think he, and, got, and, him all, and then, I think he got them all to believe in no, what he's he doing. No, he did, but once he got the one... Yeah. That's why the one was so upset was because she blamed herself for so many more because when they would come to her and be yeah. like, hey, did uh, did, did Larry him? finger blast you? And they were like, oh, no, he's just resetting your ankle through your pussy. Which is, by the way, we should explain that's exactly... His form of molestation was he didn't have sex with these girls. Well, he, had, he, he digitally penetrated them. Yeah. He fingered them. In front of their parents, oftentimes. I get a lot of puss. Well, I mean, Jacob. Also, some of the girls said he was masturbating in the corner. 
Well, the one girl said when she flipped out, he he ran into the ho- corner to hide his erection. Yeah. Which how? Uh, what session do you be like? All right, so just I was gonna let you know, me fixing your ankle gives me a super rock hard cock. So, <laughs> yeah. Did you know the working title for this was uh, <laughs> Nasser showing? Yeah, Nasser gives to Nasser takes liberties. I was gonna say Tenton Larry, Larry the Tent. <laughs> Because they call me Larry the Tent because I get hard and you can see it in my socks. He's such a Larry piece. reset you? Yeah. The scariest part for me watching it was the way he You can't he find a doctor it. to finger you? I can't yeah. find a doctor to finger me. Um, You've recommended it? You go, maybe my lower back, you just need to get in there and finger me? The doctor goes, that's not how that works. <laughs> just a, like, can you reset my ankle through my pussy? <laughs> the parents would be in the room the first yeah. time that he would do it. He's he just, would just slide it in like it was no big deal. And they said he wouldn't stop talking the whole time. Yeah. And just the idea of this guy just like, da 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 just in there. He's just cocking dad. And then just it, like it never happened goes, and it just goes on forever. <laughs> talking through his teeth he goes, he goes anyways yeah the weather outside is uh, yeah there it is yeah, yeah. Like, you guys uh yeah. he goes, you guys still live in the same place over there yeah he goes fucking pretty bad snowfall last week huh? <laughs> get it get this it. little angel's about to go to nationals huh? he goes yeah fuck your ankle's gonna be so fucking loose yeah, Jacob, stop up. nodding while we're doing this. Yeah, we're doing a bad thing. Yeah, we're doing a bad it. thing. We're making creep. a bad joke, and you're hype manning you're us. Barely, but you're not even. That's exactly what he did. It's incredible. No, <laughs> it's not exactly what he did. He tried he to. You know, he kept them much more together. I know, but he didn't grit his teeth yeah, while he, he finger blasted. He didn't do a fucking. That's the, that's the bring light to the darkness of this. Yeah, the the do is that is him doing fucking creepy fucking dude fingering a regular girl not a child in front of her parents Gosh. just making eye contact with his dad and he goes I'm the dad now <laughs> and he goes why do you say that and he goes your daughter's fixed <laughs> and he takes his hand out wipes it like he was handling it. he goes ha see in the quarterfinals you're gonna nail that backflip <laughs> oh she's ready now cold out huh she is tired. she's ready for that backflip he's such a piece of shit hope you enjoyed this week's best of the bonfire you can listen to the show live every Monday through Thursday from 6 to 8 p.m. East on Comedy Central Radio, Sirius XM 95, or on demand on the Sirius XM app. Be sure to follow us on all social media at The Bonfire SXM. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. At Metro, get an iPhone 12 with 5G and a dual camera system for $99.99. Take amazing pictures and share them instantly. And don't put up with life's yada yada. Yada yada. Like photo bombers. Zoom. Crop out. Yada yada. And bye. You don't take yada yada in life. Don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Get iPhone 12 with 5G with no activation fees and nada yada yada. Only at Metro by T-Mobile. Switch Metro, bring your ID. This offer isn't available for customers currently at T-Mobile or that have been with Metro in the past 180 days.